Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. Interesting day today. Yeah. If you call it interesting. I call it, I don't know, infuriating. At least this morning. (laughs) Uh, Tell us why this morning was infuriating. Because I wake up at 5 a.m. to a person, to a person, who has already irritated the living crap out of me on Airbnb. Because they keep changing their mind and asking for discounts. Which is already annoying. Ask once. Then calm yourself. They want a discount on the Airbnb room? Yes. Which isn't unreasonable because some hosts, some hosts offer discounts for long-term stays. But we host the rooms at the long-term rate. Because it's a minimum of 60-day rental. Okay. So anyway, she keeps asking for a discount. It's already at $150 a month discount. She's not getting any more freaking discount. Finally, she decides she wants to see the house. Well, actually, she just wanted the address so she could drive by and take a look at it. And I was like, no, no, showing. Meet somebody there because I don't want you breaking into the house and being all creepy. So I set up a showing for her at 10 o'clock Eastern time this morning. Okay, so 7 a.m. our time. Yeah. She messaged me at 5 a.m. Now, that's unreasonable even in Eastern time. 8 a.m., really? Two hours before the showing? That's when you've decided to message? No, thank you. So, so, before messaging her back, I messaged the showing people, and I was like, yo, this person's crazy. What other hours work for you? I go back to the Airbnb person. I give her the hours. She picks a new time. Then... 12, 12 minutes before the showing, she's like, I drove by. The house doesn't look nice. I'm not interested. Okay. So I just declined her. I didn't even respond because I couldn't think of something polite to say to this person. She so just, I just declined her. She just rejected her. Okay. Yeah. Because I figured that was better than being rude. Then, two hours later, she comes back saying, I can't find the address you gave me. It's leading me to a parking lot. What? Wait. Didn't she say she drove by and didn't like the way the house looked? Yeah, so what I think is that she drove past a parking lot, and that's probably what she didn't like. Not everybody wants to live in a parking lot. That's That doesn't Asinine. make any sense. I think she's a lunatic. So I've, I came to the conclusion today that people whose names start with V are the literal worst kind of people. And that's why I shortened my name to Toria. Mm, that makes sense. I'll buy that. But. <laughs> so that but was okay, one. I have a question for you, though. Because it came to my mind as you were saying what you were saying. And I've never thought to ask this question. But how in the hell are people supposed to know that the rate you're offering them on Airbnb is a discounted rate for long term, longer term? Um, Because when you go to book with us, it, it tells you you have to book for a minimum of 60 days. So I think a rational person would assume that you're getting the monthly rate for your six or two month rate for your sixty days or sixty days. Use that word I hate. Assume. 
Never but, assume anything. But every single time somebody asks for a discount or asks what the monthly rate is, because it's actually a fairly common question, I go, I look at our sheet of the monthly rates, I tell them what the regular monthly rate is, and they see that the rate they're getting is cheaper. Because 99.9% of the time it is. But why Only wouldn't you once. put that in the Airbnb listing that normally this place rents for blah, blah, blah it, via direct rental? Because but then I have it... to change it like every time somebody moves out because the rent changes based okay. on the month that it is. Interesting. Only once has has the um, rate they were getting been higher than the rate on our sheet. And it was higher by like $60 or something like that for two months. So I lowered it for them. Makes sense. He doesn't do anything less than 30 days. Anything less than 60 days for Airbnb because it's not worth it for him because he buys all new linens for the room sure. between tenants and then has to get it professionally cleaned. So if he's renting a room for $800, say it like 100 of that is utilities, and then the cleaning fee, he pays like 200 bucks to get the room cleaned, and then the linens are 170 ish depending on the day and the Amazon Wait pricing. Wait a minute. Who makes $200 to clean a room? I don't know. Well, I want that job. <laughs> um, here's the thing though Airbnb people actually stay for that long it's a lot of people I don't know like hospitals do rotations of nurses so nurses will come into town and be doing like a 90 or 120 day rotation at that hospital and they need a place to stay and they want something furnished that's very common. Also, people in town on business would like to stay for 30 or 60 days. He used to do 30-day rentals. Or even uh, like I didn't think days. about people coming in on business. Because I've done that for projects before where I'll be someplace for a well, month yeah. and a half, two months. You said you were in San Francisco and you were there during the week and then here on the weekends. <laughs> if Airbnb would have yeah, existed, like that probably would have been cheaper. Two straight months. Well, yeah. But also more comfortable because it's kind of right. like it's kind of like when we went to Vegas and we got the Airbnb. One of the big positives, even though we didn't use it because we were only there a teeny tiny amount of time, we really were only there what three nights, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Yeah, and so we went out. We had plans right. each night, so we didn't eat there, but we did bring drinks and snacks and whatever, and leave it there. Something that's a little more difficult to do in a hotel room because we had a giant refrigerator. I mean, it's the same size as a refrigerator we have in our in apartment. Hotel rooms, they either either have that little teeny tiny mini fridge that you can't even fit a pizza or box into. Or nothing at all. Or nothing at all. I think if we were staying for like a week or two weeks, that we wouldn't want to stay in a hotel. We'd want to stay in an Airbnb because one, the ra- it's rate. It's way cheaper. And you get a kitchen. In these houses, they're brand new build houses, like last five years. They're like marble countertops, hardwood floor furnished, or like whatever you call that kind of thing. And they're furnished with like the furniture in them isn't Ikea furniture. He got a lot of it from like Ashley furniture, etc. So it's nice stuff. Brand new linens every time you check in. Like to the point where our move out letter says, throw the linens away or you can keep them if you like them. What happened after... So she didn't really drive by the right place. Apparently not. What happened after she contacted you back and said, Hey, this is taking me to the wrong address? 
I was mildly sassy, told her that she wasn't interested, and that I declined her, and I told her best of luck in her search. And she never responded back to you after that? No, I don't think so, anyway. Interesting. Can't say I've People who can't follow directions. Seems to be a theme. Quite literally. It's the theme of today, is people who can't follow directions. And yesterday, too. I mean, we talked yesterday about parents who don't think the etiquette rules at a concert apply to them. Oh yeah, I forgot about. Uh, how about the parent? <laughs> how about the parent who uh, their kid was up there saying, "Oh, and by the way, you're not supposed to stand with an with an iPad and film because people behind you don't want to look through and see that." And then their dad was filming them with an iPad. With an iPad. With an iPad. Standing up. Yeah. Just the most accidental. Well, but see, I had a situation today that also exemplifies foolish people who don't follow directions. Oh, you had a day too, huh? And the guy had applied for a salesperson's position with us. And I, you know, we're paying commission, so only, at least to start. And so I felt like, you know, less experience was fine. I don't care. You know, if someone wants to try to be a salesperson, commission's a good way for them to learn. And we have nothing to lose because they sell nothing, we pay them nothing. Right. They might be excellent. Then they make lots of money. And the best part is we're hiring them as an employee. Right. So that means that means if they're hired as an employee, we get to dictate their hours. I like it. Anyway, so a guy contacts me and I contact back and I have a standard thing that I've been telling myself I should just put into a note and then copy and paste it. But I have this standard thing that tells him... I have, I have my calendar set up. I have two of them, one for my podcast interviews and one for everything else. And so I give that out and it saves time. You know, you have your service that I you use. I have my service that I use. Yes. But it saves time because you don't do that whole game of how about Tuesday at 2 o'clock? How about Wednesday at 4 o'clock? You know, it's, it's taken care of. They look at your calendar. They see your availability. Right. And they pick what they want. So, I, so in my email to these people, to every single person, I say, go here and select a 30-minute call, and the call is going to be on Zoom.us. And I do that because I want to be able to do video with them. Right. So I send that out to the guy, and I get a response back. Great. You can call me anytime between 10 and 2. Here's my cell phone number. Right. I don't know, but I, I don't think I said I wanted to talk to him on his cell phone between <laughs> 10 and 2. I'm pretty sure that click this link and book an appointment does not equal call me on my cell phone. Yeah. And, oh, the dumbest of asses. And I've even made it easier. Like I realized today, I forgot. I had that one interview and I put in the subject line the Zoom address. Yeah. But I even have a forward for my Zoom address now. Oh, yeah. I forgot you did that. So I can just use that to forward people to the meeting. It's super simple. People don't even have to think anymore. Right. But yet this dingus can't follow directions. So, okay. So I send that. So I send back. Hey, no, that's not how it works. You're going to go to this link. You're going to pick a 30-minute phone call. It's going to schedule you for a 30-minute phone call with me. You're going to do the phone call on Zoom.us. He writes back. I'm withdrawing my application. 
he's withdrawing his application because he doesn't like that I'm making him follow the directions. Directions are too hard for these people. Let's be real now. Let's be real now. Like, what the hell is wrong with people? Entitlement. Well, yeah, that's... uh, You know what? I'm glad you said that because that's true. That is what it is. It's that people think they're entitled to do it the way they want to do it. Look, we, we just had this big conversation on one of my podcast Facebook groups about how... Like that guy that had the Trello board and everything like that. That's yeah. wonderful. That's all cool. That's how he likes to do things. But guess what? Do you think his employees look at him and go, I ain't using Trello. I'm using this. No. His employees use whatever the hell he says to use. Because he's the boss. Right. But conversely, you get clients that say, oh no. You use Airtable for this? Well, I don't want to use Airtable. Well, too bad. That's part of the process. Right. I don't care whether you want to use it or not. It's not your business. It's my business. I think the major problem with this dude wasn't so much that he had no interest in meeting on Zoom, but it was the way he approached it. Like, if you really have an aversion to Zoom, he could have just been like, hey, I really don't like Zoom. It doesn't work properly on my phone. Could we have a call instead? I'm really curious. What part of this scenario makes you think it was the Zoom that made him withdraw his application? It was Zoom last time somebody withdrew their application. Do you remember the guy who, oh, I thought you were going to call me. And you were like, well, that's why there's a Zoom link. And then he was like, never mind, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, but that's not why he That's not why he wasn't interested. He wasn't interested because I was snarky in my response back to him. That's why he wasn't interested. So that's uh-huh. the same reason why this guy wasn't interested. It has zero to do with Zoom. And everything to do with, he doesn't want to follow directions. He wants to do what he wants to do. And that's not good. You can't just have it your way. This ain't Burger King. Especially not with a job interview. Like, bro. Well, yeah. Can you imagine if we said to him, okay, our offices are on Catella near the race, across the street from the racetrack. We want you to come in for an interview at two o'clock in the afternoon. And he said, great. Call me on my cell phone. What? We told you to come in, dude. We didn't say we're calling you on the telephone. It's just fascinating. What's wrong with you? And the reason I like to use Zoom is because it has video and I can make it like an in-person interview. And it's way better. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can get behind that. I, every time that I've had an interview with like a non-Upwork person... They've wanted to have a video interview of sorts. I mean, most of them prefer Skype. I don't really know why, since you have to add them as a contact. And then such. Oh, I made an Uber conference account today. Add who as a contact to do what? To talk to them on Skype. Oh, yeah, that's that's why I don't like to use it. I made an Uber conference account today. Now I have an Uber conference link to have free conferences. I don't... It was annoying me to have to type my name every time I joined an Uber conference, so I made an account. Hooray. I know. Maybe I won't come up as Stefan now. Because I gave it my phone number. I think I'm going to name this episode. I I have an Uber conference account. I think that's what I'm going to call it. No, you should call because it. Because then what's going to happen is people are going to say, uh, you know, I want to do, you know, meet me on Zoom.us. No, I want to meet an Uber conference. No. I use Zoom.us. But I want to meet an Uber conference. I don't care where you want to meet. It isn't your meeting. 
It's my meeting. You'll meet me on Zoom.us and take your Uber conference and stick it up your rear end. Let's be real. The only good thing about Uber conference is their hold music. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and I think you should name this episode Stefan is a butt nugget. <laughs> because Stefan is the worst. Which really has absolutely nothing to do with anything we've talked about in the first 20 minutes of this podcast. It's I'm not why sure I why I would name it about that. It's the other half of the reason I made an Uber conference account, which you clearly maybe I should completely. Maybe I should name it Santa Claus Isn't Real. We didn't talk about that either. <laughs> if you could see the look on her face right now, you'd want to slap her. You yeah, would. okay. Slap me, I dare you. You would want to slap her. You'd want to be smacked right in the face. Uh-huh. I didn't say I wanted to slap you. I said they would want to slap you. They can bring it. And I know them. They want to slap you. Bring it on. Do all the slapping. Feel free. Anyway, I think that too many people, like, people go to work. And then you're lucky if they show up on a regular basis. Or how about the people that go to work for one day and just never call or show up ever again? Yeah, that's alarming. You know, I've heard about that happening on multiple occasions with multiple people. Yes. When I worked at the trucking place, a person started in the AR department, made it precisely two days, and then disappeared off the face of the earth. We had to stalk them on Facebook to make sure they hadn't gotten hit by a truck in the yard and died. I mean, it's one thing. Concerned. It's one thing to resign because you're not going to work there anymore, but it's a completely different scenario when you just stop showing up. I agree. What's wrong with that person? Like, have the courtesy to call. Yeah. And like you say, look, it's only the second day the person's been there, but you're a human. You have compassion, so you're worrying about the person being dead. It's like, it's like I had this client that I haven't heard from her in two weeks. Her bill is 30 days overdue. Yeah. She's not like that. That's not the client. Well, guess what? Guess what I find out? Something they didn't tell me. They were supposed to go live with NetSuite first week of January. Okay. And they had some other issues that I don't know about. And they just went live with NetSuite. Okay. Today. So for the last two weeks, she's been super busy dealing with that. But You actually got a hold of her. Yes. But she could, have, she could have texted me back and just said, hey, I'm really busy. I'll get back to you. We're launching on March 1st. I would have appreciated that. But this is a really nice lady. And I think she was overwhelmed. That's fair. I can respect that. So we're that. back on target with her, which is good because that also means her bill will get paid at some point here soon. Do you want to know what I can't respect? People who disappear off the face of the earth for two weeks and then they want their bill for the next month lessened. Because they disappeared for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People do ask for all sorts of weird... I just want to call them favors. It's It's not going to happen on any planet. In any sense of the imagination. Just no. Yeah. It's just a no. I mean, it's no different than a client trying to tell you, Oh, I'm not going to use that software. Yeah, since when do you get to dictate the terms of what I do for you? I mean, as a freelancer, how many different freaking accounts have we had to open? Because, oh, this guy uses Basecamp, and that guy uses Tiddlywink, and that guy uses Trello. 
This jerk over how, here uses product E. How many? Well, exactly. We have to make them have a, have uh, have an account. Couldn't think of the word. Sorry. But they make us have accounts, and they expect it. It's not even. They don't even ask. It's just suddenly you get an invite. At I, least we make a point of asking. I have Basecamp. I have Asana. I have Teamwork. I have Trello, and I have Productive, and they all give me a headache because there's so many of them. Yep. Well, and I think you're right. I think what we had talked about earlier about Trello, like that guy did a great presentation on now. Here's the thing. If you're gonna do a screen video of software, you gotta lower the resolution of your laptop. Oh, was it hard bit. to see? It was I super couldn't teeny, read tiny? squat diddly doodle on that screen. The guy who was presenting his screen at Uber conference today learned that lesson because he had a 4K monitor. You couldn't see anything he was screen sharing. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like, like you know, you make the point, like, with my laptop. Yeah. If, if I had to record a real detailed screencast, I would either need to... Because here's the other thing you could do. How about you magnify the Zoom on yeah. Google Chrome and make it bigger? At least you can read the stuff. Because that's... But he was more like trying to show you his flow, so... It kind of worked the way it's that it was like working. It's not like you need to read what right. he had written there. So right. Yeah, I get it. But he did a very good job showing that. And, you know, that's probably one. I have to admit, it's one of the best implementations I've ever seen of Trello for a project management situation. But what he did was kind of quite intuitive. He had, if you noticed, he had, you know, this is stuff for the, this is just general stuff. This is non-podcasty stuff, but for this client. Yeah. I'm sure it's things like create a new logo or whatever. And right. then he had, here's the audio editing column for the audio editor. And then this is the graphic designer's column. Then he even smartly had a, because he said it was a new graphic designer, a review the graphics column. So someone's right. in charge of that. And then there was like a writer's column for yep. someone to write the notes. Every step and then of the there was, had a column. And then there was the guy who launches it, like puts it out. That right. was his column. And it's very smart because they can just take the cards and move them across the different columns and change the tag color to be match whatever step of the way it is it works for them but here's the thing that i see you were right you made a good comment you said there's lots of project management softwares out there because everybody works differently well they're all different and i like things about most of them just not trello i don't like trello like you know how i say i like gantt charts yes the reason that i, I like, like the reason that i like gantt charts if you ever had to manage a really huge project with a lot of dependencies, you would love Gantt charts. I'm and sure here's why you would love Gantt charts. You create task A and you create task C. Mm -hmm. And there's a task B. Well, task B is independent of A and C and can be done whenever you want. But in order to do task C, you have to finish task A. Mm -hmm. Well... What happens when task A is two weeks late? Then task C is two weeks late. And what if task A is being done by one team and task C is being done by another team? Then the other team, the other knows team doesn't. The other A. team doesn't know unless they visually see that their start date got slid over, and that's what happens with a Gantt chart. Well, when something's late, it like gets it. slid over. So, but for a big project with a lot of dependencies, it's mm -hmm. very helpful. Well, what's here's what's interesting. You love spreadsheets. I despise spreadsheets. I think spreadsheets are an overused demonic thing that isn't necessary. If you don't need to sort and filter, you don't need a spreadsheet. I always if all you need to do is present something in table format, 
That's what a freaking table's for in a word processor. <laughs> Keep it simple. But, but, there is a pro- project management tool called Smartsheets. I don't like Smartsheets. Either. And it's literally a spreadsheet that you can generate a Gantt chart out of. And when I worked at the court, that's what he used. And it didn't turn me on in the least. I hated it. It doesn't speak to me. And like I said, I really like, you know, hey, Asana, I'm going to make sure I, on Twitter, I'm going to tag you in this episode. You guys could make bank if you simply did one of two things. Either lower the introductory price that it takes to get in to like, Two users. It makes sense to make it two users, doesn't it? Because the reason you'd pay for it is that you have a team of some size. Oh, the fact that they make it five minimum drives me nuts. Right. It's stupid because it's a huge investment at that point. Now, the other thing they could do is clearly they know that they have a flaw in their system. And they allow you to create workspace after workspace after workspace. But they do that so you can have one account with all your stuff. So... You know how you're saying you have a base camp login for this and a base camp login for that and a base camp login for the other thing. Well, that's because all of those places on Basecamp have the basecamphq.com subdomain. So they have like a, you know, the webscientists.basecamphq.com. I do like what you're about to say. Asana doesn't have that. So what they do is they have workspaces and you can belong to umpteen workspaces and if you have five clients and they all have a sauna and they want you to work with them, they just add you to their workspace. And then if you do it right, then, it appears in your list. And then it appears in your list and you just switch. Just like you would do for it, – it's modeled after Google's account switcher. Uh-huh. So just like Google's account switcher where you go up and you click your picture and it drops down and says switch accounts. Well, it's even simpler because you don't have to switch accounts. You simply grab the drop down. Oh, there's that workspace. But the flaw that I know they're fully aware of mm-hmm. is that you can, as a free user, you get 15 people in your project for free. Uh-huh. <laughs> Times however many workspaces you create. You could create umpteen workspaces and have millions of people. And if you think about it, for a medium-sized business, you could get away with using Asana for free. Because if you had the UI team and you had the service development team and you had the front end developer team and you had the back end developer team, each one could have their own workspace and do their own things because they're all independent of one another. But here's the problem. When you have multiple workspaces, and this is how I know they know about it and they don't care, you can't see your tasks from the other workspaces. So it kind of becomes useless because if I have five workspaces, I got to keep switching between workspaces and deciding what's the next task I want to do. What's the next task I want to do? Make sense? Yes. And that's why we switched there, to what? Right with you. And what did we switch to? I don't know. Productive. Some garbage that you like. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We both like it. The only reason I like it is because now I click on my name. I click sort by deadline. And I start working <laughs> at the top of the list and I work my way down. That's why I like it. 
Of course, as I showed you in the meeting today, I have 26 overdue tasks at the current time. Yeah, that probably makes and a little And those have all happened in a week. But I love it. It's so much better to do it that way. And honestly, I'm not kidding you. If Asana would ever do that, I would switch back. Yeah. And this time it would be easy because Productive lets you export and Asana lets you import. So it would take us five minutes to switch. Yep. And then another hour to fix things that didn't export and import properly. But yeah, that's regardless. But that happens. Anyway, it's late and I'm tired and I don't want to talk about it's Asana late. anymore. It's only 10. You can keep talking, but I'm going to bed. <laughs> then you're fired. You do that. <laughs> I'm sure at least one that. person will get a good kick out of me being fired for the 97th time. No, it's only, this alone. would only be the second time. This would only be the second time. Anyway, well, you're supposed to help him color. So you should probably say goodbye to everybody. And then I'll say goodbye to everybody. And then Yogi will say goodbye to everybody. And then we'll be done. If you'd shut up for three seconds, I'd say goodnight, everyone. <laughs> You're going to end like a jerk like last night. Okay. I got it. I got it. What did you say, Yogi? Exactly. Hasta la bye-bye. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed this show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.